TII item 424, March 31st, 2017, iOS 10.3 Goldmaster and iOS 10.3.2 Beta 1. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned. Today's episode is sponsored by Texture. Go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Levi for sending in the music here in the background. Levi wrote, Hi, Rob. My kids found the GarageBand app on my wife's new iPad and started to make this all on their own. I came in after a while to figure out how to stop it. No need to use all of it, but they did it all themselves. Used 9.7 iPad Pro with GarageBand. Regards, Levi, Marino Valley, California. Well, thank you, Levi, and your kids for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Barry for sending in the artwork for today's show. Barry wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Here is a shot I took with my iPhone 6 Plus at the Devil's Golf Course in Death Valley. The text was added with the app over. Regards, Barry from Royal Hall, North Carolina. Thanks, Barry, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Barry's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 424 or at Instagram.com slash todayinios and also at Facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. One thing I would like to do again, I've mentioned this before, this year coming up, is for you to send in a picture of yourself in front of your local Apple store. Take that picture, put the TII or Today in iOS branding on it, and also the city and state or country on the artwork saying which Apple store it is. And I would like to kick that off starting in April with the 10-year anniversary of the show. Make sure to get all of the Apple store in there and again to add yourself in there and use an app like Over to put the name of the store. And I'm completely out of music again, so if you have some music you've created on iOS device or your kids created on iOS device, please send it in. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Note that the average Android price is heading towards $200 and the average iPhone price is heading towards $600. Apple is asking the question, do you want to pay three times as much for your phones? Thus far, 80% of the market has answered no. Jim Edwards, Business Insider, 31st of May, 2014. And exactly how has the 80% of the market worked out for Android folks? Oh yeah, that's right. Apple has 95% of the market profits. That's how. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook feature. The promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. I don't think people are charging for things anymore. I guess that's what's going on. Well, Apple released iOS 10.3 Goldmaster this past week. Should you update? 
Well, as I say, wait, 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 kind of, we'll get into this more later in the episode. That said, time to go over what you're waiting for. The biggest feature in the new version is Find My AirPods. Well, if you own AirPods. The AirPods are now included in Find My iPhone app, but it does not let you find them like the band app Find AirPods. Oh, that is so wrong. They do two different things. That combined would make finding your AirPods really quick. Apple should let Find AirPods app back. Boo, Apple. The dev, however, has told me that's not going to happen. Let me explain how they're different. The new AirPods are now included in the Find My iPhone app, Apple's app. And this will tell you where they are located like they do for your iPhone and iPad, or Apple Watch as well, which is they show you them on the overhead map, which basically lets you know they are in your house or in your office building or somewhere else. But that's as close as you get. No idea where in the house they are. Um, are they in the pants pocket or are they in your jacket pocket? Are they upstairs, downstairs, living room, dining room? You have no idea. But what you can do is play a sound on the AirPods, and this makes it really easy to find once you get close, unless they're in something that really muffles the sound. That brings us back to Find AirPods app. It gets you close with a strength meter. And once you get close, more than three quarters of the strength bar showing black, you can then play the sound on your Find My iPhone app. And combined, these two apps help. But sadly, Apple banned one part of this great combo. Per the Find My iPhone app, it will locate them if they are within Bluetooth range of an iOS device using the same iCloud account. If there are none in range, say you left them at work, it will show you the last place they were when they connected to one of your iOS devices. Same if the battery dies or they are closed in the case. When you do play a sound on the AirPods, it almost sounds like crickets chirping, which is a nice segue into our next new feature. You can now ask Siri for cricket scores and stats for the Indian Premier League and the International Cricket Council. Some other new features, quote, Third-party payment app developers will be able to integrate Siri to pay and check the status of bills, while ride booking apps uh, will be able to call on Siri to schedule a ride. Apple's CarPlay feature for auto adds shortcuts to launch the last three used apps, while Maps now displays EV charging stations. 3D Touch on the weather icon in Maps brings you hourly forecasts, chance of rain, and daily highs and lows, temperatures, unquote. But that is not all. The second best new feature for iOS 10.3 is the one that we've been waiting for for a while here, and that's a widget for the podcast app. To add this, tap the home button when locked, then swipe from left to right, then scroll down and find the edit button, tap, then enter your passcode, then scroll down, add the podcast app widget, and then scroll up and move the podcast widget to the top of the screen. So yes, that is a nice addition. And go back 30 seconds and then another 30 seconds and re-listen to that. Other new features are Safari now supports reduced motion preferences in the web apps. CarPlay gains quick access to the albums from songs in music and new up next screen iOS 10.3 uses the new Apple file system. 
APFS, which is better optimized for solid state storage and should provide improved performance overall. Will be interesting to see if it brings noticeable improvements to the older iOS devices running iOS 10. Note because of this, the update process after downloading and installing does take a bit longer. Set aside at least an hour where you do not need your iOS device for the update. Don't be impatient and try to reboot during the install process. Give it some time. Give it a lot of time. Another new option under settings, iTunes and App Store, there is a toggle on by default called in-app ratings and reviews. The description is, quote, help developers and other users know what you think by letting apps ask for product feedback, unquote. Yeah, remember where that toggle is? You kind of might want to turn that off. Another place there are some changes under settings privacy. There used to be a section called diagnostic and usage that is now called analytics. And there is now an option called share iCloud analytics and you can toggle that on or off. Wi-Fi calling for three network in the UK is enabled in iOS 10.3. One item that is new to 10.3 is the ability to change your desktop icon for your app without devs having to resubmit a brand new IPA. Okay, there's a little catch. You need to upload your app with multiple versions ahead of time, then you can switch between them. In more technical terms with iOS 10.3 SDK, devs can now use a new instant method to specify a primary app icon as well as one or more alternative icons. Note, the end user must approve the changes so the app would ask if you would like to change, update the app icon, force ATI, or so it seems. There was some uncertainty on if the end user had to approve each time to change the app icon or just the first time they're wanting to be updated. There is also support for searching for parked cars and maps. Uh, Calendar now has the ability to delete unwanted invites and report it as junk. And podcast shows or episodes are shareable to the message app with full playback support. This is one of those that you really need to try out. In the podcast app, find today in iOS, find this episode, episode 424, tap on the button to share and send it via message to a friend. On their side, they will see a message about this episode and a play button to play right on their phone in the message app. It really is super cool. I mean, go ahead, try it right now. You'll be amazed at how great it works. And, and no, no, I'm, I'm not trying to bait you into sharing the show at all, really. I just want you to see how cool the player looks in the, the message app. Buy that for a dollar, right? Of course, iOS 10.3 was not just about new features, but also fixing past issues, such as voiceover stability improvements for uh, the phone app, the Safari app, and the mail app. 10.3 patches mobile Safari bug used in ransomware campaigns. Quote, using the vulnerability which leveraged the way Safari handled JavaScript pop-up windows, ransomware scammers primarily targeted users viewing pornographic material, bootleg music, and other content, unquote, where the pop-up message would say they were accessing illegal content. In the real world, the flaw in 10.2 allows scammers to create an endless loop of pop-ups, basically locking users out of the browser. And these pop-ups would continue until the user paid a ransom in the form of an iTunes gift card. Of course, you could have just gone into setting Safari clear history and website data, and that would have circumvented the scammers. 
but now you don't need to do that at all. 10.3 also fixed a little bug that could cause your iPhone to repeatedly dial 911. This had to do with some code an 18-year-old iOS developer in Arizona discovered and published that would cause an iPhone to dial 911 over and over and over again. To say the least authorities were not happy, the developer was actually arrested, but he did publish the code online, and that caused thousands of accidental or on-purpose calls to 911, accidental by the users, and 911, by the way, if you're not in the U.S., that's the U.S. emergency line. 10.3 also frees up some storage space. Some reports are saying as much as 8 gig is freed up by updating to iOS 10.3. So you might want to check how much available storage you have prior and then after the update and see how much you got back. For most users upgrading to iOS 10.3, it was a very smooth process, but a somewhat longer smooth process. With the conversion to the new Apple file system, APFS, it does take longer for this upgrade than past upgrades. Figure at least 30 minutes, and really it's about, I'd say really an hour. Carve out an hour for this upgrade. There were also reports of issues with iPhone 5s and 5Cs during the upgrade. Apple had pulled down the update for those devices, but it's, they're back now. Uh, I would just say this. If you have an iPhone 5 or a 5C, don't upgrade right now. Wait a little bit. So hold off if you have an iPhone 5 or 5C from upgrading. A supposed Apple engineer tweeted why iOS 10.3 feels snappier. The engineer by the name of Renaud Leinhardt tweeted the following, quote, iOS 10.3 feels snappier because many animations were slightly tweaked and shortened for the better feel, unquote. So in other words, to make it seem snappier, they made the animation shorter. Hmm. I had a report back from Eric M., who was having the issue where on his iPhone 6, it kept giving him notifications saying sign-in required, enter the password for the email address shown. This was an issue he's having with iOS 10.2 and 10.2.1, and this has gone away with iOS 10.3. Eric, thanks for the feedback. I know some other people had the same issue. So if you were having that issue, yeah, definitely upgrade to iOS 10.3. Now back to should you upgrade. Initial reports seem to be as long as you don't have an iPhone 5 or 5C, you can release the hounds. As always, force quit all open apps, then do a backup, then go to settings, reset network settings, then once it reboots, reconnect to Wi-Fi, and then you should be good to go to upgrade. However, make sure you set aside at least an hour for the upgrade because of the switch to the new file system. Many people are reporting much longer upgrade times than they are used to. Be patient. Thanks again to Bowling Branch for sponsoring our show. With Bowling Branch, you get the best sheets, which are made from 100% organic cotton. That means not only do the Bowling Branch sheets feel incredible, but they also look amazing. We've had our sheets for a long time now, and they are really soft. You'll get the nicest sheets you've ever owned for about half the price of what stores and boutiques would be charging for sheets of far lower quality. And the box that came in, and individual pouches for the sheets and pillowcases, well, the presentation was something Apple users can truly appreciate. Get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com by using promo code TII. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code TII. These sheets are only sold online at bowlandbranch.com. 
You can't buy them in any stores. That's how they keep the pricing low and free of markups. But here's the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself for 30 nights, risk-free. Bowling Branch is so sure you're going to fall in love with these sheets that they'll give you the 30 nights to try them out. And if you don't love them for any reason, they'll take them back and refund you without any hassle. They also have towels. The ones I purchased for my wife are by far the best towels in the house. I always try to sneak them out and use them myself. Plus, they have other cotton products, including infinity scarves, baby blankets, beach towels, and of course, the best sheets anywhere. Once more, go to bowlandbranch.com for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com and use promo code TII. Watch OS 3.2 went Goldmaster this past week. If you have not updated, it is easy to do. First, make sure your Apple Watch is on the charger and it has over 50% charged. Next, go to Apple Watch on your iOS 10 or greater iPhone, then tap on General, then Software Update, then tap Download and Install. Make sure your phone is on Wi-Fi. It is a 225 megabyte download, so it takes a little bit. Per what you're waiting for on this update, here are some of the new features. Number one is theater mode. This mutes the sounds and turns off raised to wake. So if you are moving around in a theater, the watch does not light up. Now you still get haptic feedback when messages come in and you can tap the screen or push the digital crown to see those messages. Note, this isn't just for theater. If you're wearing your watch at night to track your motions and you have one of those apps, this is great for sleeping with your watch. So when you're moving around at night, it doesn't the screen doesn't keep coming on. So that's actually where I see more people using this than actually in the theater. Um, Siri Kit also comes with 3.2. It lets users ask Siri to do stuff like book a ride, make a call, send a message, or send a payment, or search through photos or more. Of course, app devs need to build these features into their apps. Scribble on Watch Face added a few language for support, French, Spanish, and Italian. And which I have to say, really? Those were not supported already? Okay, whatever, Apple. Of course, there are the standard bug fixes and optimizations that 3.2 brings. It is a long update. It's longer than the iOS 10.3 update. So if you are doing both iOS 10.3 and watch OS 3.2, yes, set aside at least two hours just to be safe. And speaking of updates, Apple also released tvOS 10.2 Goldmaster. And the biggest added feature seems to be improved scrolling. To do this update, go to the Settings app, then System and Software Update to start the install. If you have automatic software updates turned on, it's hit or miss, but you may already be updated. Mine weren't. There are, of course, you guessed it, bug fixes and optimizations with this update. Now, I will give this warning. I did see a few reports about 10.2 causing third-party streaming apps to bork. For example, Rogue Amoeba says their app, Airfoil, is not working with 10.2. This does not seem to be affecting most apps, just a few, and it's not Netflix from what I can tell. But if you are using a lot of streaming apps, I would say hold off on 10.2 at this time. So it was not just iOS 10.3, Watch OS 3.2, and tvOS 10.2 that were updated this past week. Apple also updated Pages Keynote numbers for iOS, all three being updated to versions 3.1. One thing that was added 
across them was support for Touch ID for password-protected documents. So now you can use Touch ID to unlock those without having to type in the password, which is oh so needed. For pages, here is a partial list of the new features. Format text as a superscript or subscript. Uses ligatures and change background color. Let's see. Add more bookmarks to easily link from one part of your document to another. Add elegant mathematical equations using LaTeX and MathML notation. Quickly open password-protected documents using Touch ID, as we previously mentioned. Import and export documents in rich text format. Easily replace missing fonts in your document. New leader lines make pie charts easier to read. And customize dates, times, and currencies for your language or region. For numbers, here is a partial list of new features. Easily add current or historical stock information to spreadsheets. Use the new My Stocks template to easily track your portfolio. A powerful new editing experience makes entering data and formulas fast and easy. A new action menu keeps most common tasks one tap away. Quickly open password-protected spreadsheets using Touch ID. Format text as subscript and superscript. Use ligatures and change text background color. New leader lines make pie charts easier to read. Hmm, a theme there. Easily replace missing fonts in your spreadsheet. While collaborating on a spreadsheet, you can now cut, copy, paste, and duplicate sheets. Customize dates, times, and currencies for your language or region. And edit rich text within table cells. And then finally, we get to Keynote. And here is a partial list of new features. Change slide master and customize slide background. Rehearse a presentation with current slides, presenter notes, and timer all in one view. Quickly open password-protected presentations using Touch ID. Format text as superscript and subscript using ligatures and change text background colors. Easily replace missing fonts in your presentation. New leader lines making those pie charts easier to read. Import Keynote 1 presentations. Yes. And post interactive presentations on Medium, WordPress, and other websites. Nice. And customize dates, times, and currencies for your language or region. I am a big user of all three of those apps, so it is very welcome to see these updates. Okay, so no sooner did iOS 10.3 go Goldmaster than Apple released 10.3.2 Beta 1. But what happened to 10.3.1? Shh, we don't talk about that version out loud. As with most double dot updates, we are talking bug fixes and optimization, but really, well, mostly bug fixes. Now, one interesting thing is 10.3.2 is not available for the iPhone 5 or 5C, like iOS 10.3 is. So 10.3 is available for 5 and 5C, but 10.3.2 is not. It could be there is a bug with the 32-bit uh, devices, or quite the opposite, that the bug fix might just be for the 64-bit devices. Some are saying or speculating that 10.3 is the end of the line for the iPhone 5 and 5C, but I think it's likely just a delay in the beta for them. I do believe iOS 11 is where Apple draws the line and says no more 32-bit devices. Apple also released WatchOS 3.2.2 Beta 1. Again, don't ask about 3.2.1, which is a bummer. I was really looking forward to saying 3.2.1 launch. No word yet on what is new with 3.2.2, just you know, well, no need to say it. Interestingly, 
tvOS 10.2.1 beta 1 was also released. So there is a double dot with a 1 where we were looking for it. Uh, as always, tvOS betas are just for devs and not for the public beta testers. It does require connecting to a computer and it's not your normal update. And with any double dot beta update, BFO, bug fixes and optimization, is what the update was about. Hi, my name is Francis. I'm a new listener to your program, which I think is great. I have a question. I'm a blind user of an iPhone, and I use VoiceOver for um, a screen reader. It helps me get around the apps fine. Uh, one problem, I noticed a new app, not a new app, but a new update to an app I've been using is um, Venmo, which is a subsidiary of PayPal. No longer accessible for me, and I just wondered how I go about letting the app manufacturers or producers know when their new updates are not accommodating the visually impaired anywhere. Just an accessibility issue that for both of us bring the maneuver easier. I hope, hope you, someone has an answer. Thanks for your help. Bye bye. Francis, welcome to the show, and thank you for the voicemail feedback. And here are my recommendations on what to do in the situation. One, go into iTunes and leave a review of the app and let the devs know in that review the issues you're having. Two, on the iTunes page for the app, find the website link. Go to the website for the developers and see if there's a place for you to give feedback at their website as well. Maybe there's a contact or an email link. But one, leave a review and you know spell out what the issue you're having. Two, go to their website and let them know also about the issues. Those are the two best ways to leave feedback. Some developers do not give you the ability to give them feedback, and your only choice is the review. But by doing both, that should help expedite the solution to the problem. I'm going to add one more caveat here. When you're leaving the review of the app that you're having the problem with, you mentioned this happened with the latest update. Also mention the version that you're having the issue with. It sounds like you weren't having an issue and now you are. So hopefully they'll fix it and in a future version, people will be able to ignore the review because it's no longer a problem. But if you don't leave a version, uh, that kind of hurts the developers where people come in and see these reviews about the app not working and move on. But if they see that you say, hey, it was version 2.1 and you're now on version 4, they can kind of assume that that problem has been fixed. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I currently have an iPad Mini 2, 32 gig, and I'm looking to upgrade to either an iPad Mini 4, 128 gig, or the new iPad 9.7. What would you recommend, Andy G? Hi, Andy. Obviously, there's a difference in size. iPad is 9.7, and 7.9 inches is the size of the Mini. After that, let's compare the 128. Ah, that's enough gigabytes versions. The iPad is $429, the Mini is $399, so it's a $30 savings to go with the Mini. The iPad has the A9 processor versus the A8 for the Mini. The biggest key difference there is the A9 will likely go one extra OS version, iOS version update longer. So long term, the iPad should have one year longer life, could even be two depending on the cycle, but at least one year more useful life. And it is also 1.6 times faster on the CPU side and 1.8 times faster on the graphics processor. The Mini does have a fully laminated display and anti-reflective coating. The iPad does not. 
The cameras are identical because, well, that really is important or not. That really is the biggest difference, though, is, is the processor. And based on the likely extra year of useful life, I would vote for the iPad over the Mini if I was buying a new device in your shoes. Hi, Rob. I'm a bit of a night owl, and I'm watching ABC's World News now. They had an interesting storyline about Apple. They said Apple has now become the number one smartphone seller, and this is the first time in five years that Samsung has dropped to number two because of the whole fire episode. Well, I thought this was a delicious news story because it seems the haters have their numbers, but according to the news, that's not the case anymore. Of course, we all know it's not important when Apple is commanding over 90% of the profits. It's just fun to see this argument on the Fandroid groups fall to pieces. Anyway, love the show, and best wishes to you and yours. Regards, Jason H. Well, thank you, Jason, for the feedback. Hi, Rob. This is Larry from San Francisco. Just want to end the myth that you might be creating. Apple is not the only source of Bluetooth headsets. For example, if you look on eBay, you'll find headsets from ranging from $7 to, who knows, $30, $40. They're, they work really great. I'm talking to you on the $7 headset, so that's a good way to go. You can buy about 30 of these for one Apple. Is it chic? Is it nice? No. Does it work the same? About 99% yes. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the program. Bye. Larry, thanks for the feedback, but I would argue they don't work the same. I would say once you try the AirPods, you're going to see they are much different than other AirPod, other Bluetooth headphones. They work great. They last all day. They last you a couple days. If you're traveling, you don't worry about the charge of them running out, and they fit right in your ear, and there's no cord, and they don't fall out, at least for me. They do not fall out. So I love my AirPods. They are the only Bluetooth headphones I am using at this point. And I have a lot of different Bluetooth headphones around here. So I have a lot to choose from. But as far as wireless ones go, I pretty much have switched over completely to the AirPods. And at $159, it's not a bad price when you compare it to other comparable headphones out there. There's other ones out there that are $200, $250 that try to do the same thing. So the price on the AirPods is not unreasonable at all. It's not Apple-ish. Matter of fact, I had someone arguing with me the other day that Apple's cutting and slashing pricing. Look how low the AirPod prices are, the person tried to tell me. We are now well over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode was from Barry Smitherman, who had the following comments. Quote, after the update on my iPhone, I gained around three gigs of free space. Not bad. I had an iPhone 6S Plus, 64 gig model, and this is the update to 10.3, unquote. Bruce Patterson replied with, quote, mine added 2.5 gig. Ken Ostrander replied with, quote, same as mine. And then Barry replied back, quote, mine went from around 10 gig free to 13 gig free, unquote. And then Bruce Patterson asked, quote, wasn't supposed to be the opposite, unquote. And Barry replied back with, quote, no, the new file system is supposed to be more efficient. How file systems work is over my head, but I read that the new one is optimized for the type of storage and mobile devices use. So it's a little faster at read-write and a little bit better at squeezing more data in, unquote. Thanks for all your comments. And looking around, again, most of the feedback is very positive about the 10.3 Goldmaster update. 
since the last episode. There were also dozens and dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is Android, Fanboys, Free Zone, and Spammer Free Zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. On the last episode, when talking about those supposed hackers, the Turkish family, crime family, whatever they, their name was, they claim to have hundreds of millions of iCloud accounts, I said the following, quote, maybe, just maybe, these hackers are smarter than we give them credit for, and they did this PR push to get word out about them having account info and to get everyone paranoid. Then they go and send out phishing emails asking people to click this link to log into your account to update your info before your account is wiped out, unquote. Well, guess what? People are going one better and making calls to people claiming to be Apple and saying your account is breached and asked for your login info. Seems they were carpet bombing the Seattle area with calls. So don't just tell your friends and family not to click on links, supposedly from Apple, but also tell them to never give out that info. If you get a phone call, Apple will not call you about your account ever. Also, if a spammer calls, never ever dial one or two or any other number to get you removed from the call list. That is just their way to see if you are listening. But you probably already knew that. Right, honey? Right? Recently, we had a spammer call. It said, dial nine to get me blocked. She did, and yeah, the phone has not stopped ringing ever since. Apple's TV remote was updated, and it now works with the iPad as well. The new version brings TV controls, chapter selection, and captions to the bigger screen. The 1.1 version update of the TV remote app also lets you use Siri to control the Apple TV. Some other items from the 1.1 update, quote, enhanced now playing experience with lyrics and playlists for music and chapters, audio tracks and captions, selections for movies and TV shows, general performance and stability improvements, unquote. So if you have an Apple TV, definitely put the new Apple TV remote on your iPad. You will really like that functionality much better than the Siri remote that comes with the Apple TV. Thanks once again to Texture for sponsoring our show. As I said before, Texture is essentially the Netflix of magazines. You get access to over 200 of the top magazines. And here is what is really important. In the current environment, these are real news publications. No fake news from either the right or the left or people looking to link bait. We are talking real credible news magazines like Time, The New Yorker, Macworld, Popular Science, and many others. You know the type that still kind of believe in that two verified sources thing before reporting something, but you only need one app and service to get all these great magazines, and that is Texture. And Texture really helps me keep track of the podcasting marketplace and the smartphone industry. That is the beauty of Texture. You get access to over 200 top magazines covering every niche with your subscription. And Texture has gone beyond delivering just a magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com slash TII, you'll get a 14-day free trial. F-R-E-E, free trial. The magazine looks great on your iPhone and iPad, and that means you have access to all the magazines anytime, anywhere. And here is what I really like. You can search for topics across all the magazines. Search for a podcast, 
and sort by the newest, and I can keep up to date on my day job. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you could have all of the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Sign up for Texture right now and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best publications where no trees are killed to bring you these great publications. It's all just bits, man. Once again, go to texture.com slash TII to get your free 14-day trial. Great real news from great real news sources. Okay, let's kind of quickly run through the latest iPhone 8 rumors. The Wall Street Journal said the iPhone 8 will have a curved screen. This, according to their anonymous source. However, J.P. Morgan analyst Rod Hall said the iPhone 8 will have a flat OLED display. He also said all iPhones released in 2017 will have 3 gigs of RAM. Finally, in this report, he said that the iPhone 8 will have a fingerprint sensor on the back instead of underneath the display. Um, someone, I think, was looking at an Android phone. Another industry expert says the iPhone 8 will feature a design similar to the original iPhone with a water drop design and will do this as an homage to the original iPhone. But it would still be a glass back with, quote, 3D glass case, unquote. Because, yeah, that does not sound like something that will crack the first time you drop it. They also go for the flat OLED screen rumor in this one. I did mention these are all rumors, and yeah, now you know why I pushed some of these out the last couple episodes. Per the flat versus curved rumor, Raymond Sonera with DisplayMate, who claims to not have any insider info, just some common sense, says that the flat OLED screens using a glass substrate cost considerably less and are available in much higher production volumes than curved OLED displays using flexible plastic substrates. So in other words... Apple will be going with the one that is more mass-producible. He went on to say OLEDs today are now outperforming the best LCD displays and can be made now in very high volumes, both key for them to be attractive to Apple. But overall, you are starting to see two different camps, those that think there will be a curved display and those that think it will be flat. I fall into the flat display camp. Some other rumors that have the iPhone actually being named the iPhone Edition. Again, with the rumor of the Touch ID on the back with dual vertical cameras, because why the heck not? Just not buying that home sensor on the back rumor. Definitely do not want my home sensor on the back. A lot of the rumors are also saying the size of the new iPhone 8 or Edition or 2017 will be 5.8 inches in size. Some rumors say all iPhones released in 2017 will be OLED displays, and some are saying just the 5.8-inch version, with the other two being still LCD. Another report, this time from Morgan Stanley's analyst Katie Huberty, says the edge-to-edge -edge OLED display iPhone will have longer battery life than other models. This longer battery life is rumored to be a key driver in getting users to update sooner rather than later. Here is a quote from her report. Quote... In addition to more modest updates to current iPhone SKUs, we expect Apple to launch a higher-priced device with AMOLED display that allows for a curved form factor and longer battery life, wireless charging technology, 3D sensors, and more advanced AI software capabilities, while we see accelerated upgrades for Apple's highest-end users in all regions. Our work suggests China users are especially sensitive to new technology and form factor changes, unquote, and did I mention that Katie Huberty has like the 
worst track record when it comes to predicting these things. I mean, she is completely clueless. Did I mention that? One neat rumor is that the iPhone 8 will have a revolutionary front-facing camera system made up of three modules that enable fully-featured 3D sensing capabilities. These will be powered by PrimeSense Algorithms, its company which Apple acquired in 2013. There would be a camera module, an infrared transmitting module, and an infrared receiving module. These would be used for facial and iris recognition. Ah, it's good to dream, isn't it, folks? Continuing down the rumor road... There is also rumors of all Apple's 2017 iPhones, including a fast charging via lightning port feature. Rumors around the next iPhone 8 also uh, have it being greater than $1,000 device. And really, is that so shocking? I mean, the iPhone 7 Plus is almost there already. So let's try to sum this up. Display size could be up to 5.8 inches for the iPhone 8, which might actually be called the iPhone Edition which will have either a flat OLED display or a curved OLED display. The fingerprint sensor will either be integrated in the screen on the front or moved to the back. The back could be glass with a teardrop design or as kind of an homage to the original iPhone. It could have a 3D front-facing camera module system and can have fast charging via lightning port. All 2017 iPhones will see a bump up to 3 gig of RAM and it will come in for the low, low price of over $1,000. So there you go. Now, I want to bring in a conversation I had about the iPhones, and let's just call it with a crazy lady. Her point of contention was Apple was doomed company because there were better smartphones out there with better specs, and Apple was starting to sell stuff really cheap. And Apple needed to really innovate and was likely too late. So I asked her to say what phones and specs were better, and she started with the Pixel. So yeah, take the cred where it belongs. Pointing out the camera, then mention specs from other another Android phone and then another one, and that's the issue. Some people pick and choose one spec from this phone, another from that phone, another from another one, and so on. But no one phone has all the features. And when you compare the iPhone 7 Plus to any single Android device, top to bottom, the iPhone 7 Plus wins. Maybe one or two specs on the other phone win, but overall, the winner is the iPhone 7 Plus. That's what matters. I also said, Apple does not do revolutionary for an existing product line. Apple can't, they just, they can't put in bleeding edge camera modules in the next iPhone because the company that makes them has crappy yields and could only push out 5 million and a quarter at best when you look at the best camera modules that are out there. Not to mention the 50 plus million that Apple would need. I bring this up because when we talk about rumors, most of the times, they are really people's wish list items. And if an item can be mass produced in the 50 to 100 million range per quarter, yeah, you can include that. If it can't be produced at over 50 million in a quarter, cross it off the list right away. One thing I did not mention was the whole wireless charging rumor. Apple is working with five different wireless charging groups out there, making it really tough to guess which direction they are going. Well played, Apple. Well played. It has previously been rumored that the next iPhone will enable wireless charging, which means Apple needs to get away from a metal back and needs to go to a glass or ceramic back for the iPhone. Some rumors say Apple has over 10 different prototypes out there, most with some sort of wireless charging capability. Again, well played, Apple. Well played. Switching to Apple Watch rumors, the cellular capabilities rumor is back and will keep coming back like the cat 
cat came back the very next day, cat came back and it wouldn't go away. That's what's happening with the cellular capabilities rumor. And it's going to keep coming back until it actually, well, comes. Analyst Christopher Rowland from Susquehanna Financial Group said the following, quote, we understand a model of the next Apple Watch will include a SIM card and therefore is likely to support LTE. We understand some issues remain, including battery life, think, and form factor issues. But significant progress has been made. Apple will be employing VoIP and data across a CATM-M1 connection for superior battery life. Apple will tout interoperability with companies AirPods now on back order until May to make and receive phone calls, unquote. I do believe eventually Apple Watch will go cellular. But the question is, are the chips there today to support that from a battery perspective? As a big issue, the major issue, the 800-pound gorilla in the room issue is battery life. And cellular and an Apple Watch, yeah, I'm still skeptical on that for 2017 and really even 2018, maybe 2019? We'll see. Speaking of the cat came back and won't go away rumors, the 10.5-inch iPad rumor just will not die. I thought with the new uh, product announcements that we had this month, which there was no 10.5 iPads to be found, the rumor would be dead. But nope, someone just can't let go. 9to5Mac had an article trying to take some code found in 10.3 and say that would indicate a 10.5-inch iPad. However, that code cited does not actually give any clues to screen size, just that a future iPad could have a faster refresh rate. How they jump to the 10.5-inch rumor from there, I have no idea. Sometimes when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, and in this case, people are trying to spin code that has nothing to do with 10.5-inch size and somehow tie it to that rumor. Let's just accept as fact that the next iPhones will have the A11 processor. I think that is a safe assumption. Well, Johnny Evans at Computer World wrote an article about six things you need to know about the A11 processor. First, reports claim that TSMC, that's the Taiwan Semiconductor Company, that uh, they'll start mass producing the A11 processors in April, which makes sense. Apple will be needing a lot starting in August. TSMC is expected to move from the 16 nanometer process to the 10 nanometer process. If they do this, it would result in a 20% speed gain and a 40% power reduction versus a 16 nanometer process, all other things held constant. It would also use FinFET technology, which also reduces power drain and improves speed. All new iPhones released in 2017 would use the A11 and the iPad Pros would likely be using the A11Xs. Some reports state TSMC plans to make 100 million new A11 chips in 2017, with 50 million ready by July 2017. That quantity would be needed to meet Apple's next-gen launch in the fall. It is also reported TSMC starts shipping out sample quantities of the A11 using the 10 nanometer process for Q1 for customer testing, which means somewhere in California, someone has a new iPhone they are testing. The rumors about a much better battery life for the next-gen iPhone, along with rumors of a bigger battery, and now the A11 info on 40% power reduction, along with an OLED screen where it could also save battery life. And, well, if you add it all up, it's pretty reasonable to see that the next iPhone could have at least a 50% better battery life than the iPhone 7 Plus. Something to come back to in a future episode to see how close we came. And finally, on the rumor front, 
there is an article on 9to5Mac, which they call a sketchy rumor. And I was really curious what it takes to have a rumor called sketchy by 9to5Mac. And it seems the rumor is about an upgrade to Siri with iOS 11. Um, so far, not seeing sketchy. A given, yes. But sketchy, no. The rumor goes on to say that there will be some AI features that look at your interactions with others to predict auto-completeness for what you are say, asking. I guess I'm not seeing the sketchy here. That's kind of what they laid out last year at WWDC. Actually, it just seems like common sense mixed with what Apple said they were going to do anyway. Clearly, part of WWDC's keynote this year is going to mention Siri and improvements with it in iOS 11, just like they have the last few WWDCs. So I don't know how you can say that an enhancement rumor to Siri is sketchy. Hey, Rob, Gunner from Chicago here. I have to say I pulled off a feat among all feats this year. Um, in a 12-month period, I purchased an Apple Watch, a brand-new iMac, a brand-new iPad Pro, and an iPhone 7 Plus. And to top it all off, I didn't get divorced. So I consider that a good 12 months. I'm going to have a question, though. Um, I have a lot of uh, books in EPUB format that I had on my old iPad. I can't seem to get those books onto my new iPad. Um, I've tried doing it the old-fashioned way, downloading them to iTunes and then syncing them. I've tried you um, nothing seems to work. Is they not allowing that anymore? Are Apple not allowing outside EPUBs on e on iBooks? It's not even letting me take the file and put it into iTunes on the iMac. So I don't know. Is there any way to uh put EPUBs back on an iPad? Uh, if you know or if any of your listeners know I would really truly appreciate it. So thanks, Rob, for everything. Have a good one. Gunner, thanks for the feedback. And I'm going to throw this one out to the audience. If anyone has a solution for Gunner, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Let us know what your solution is. You can also email it to us at todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. You mentioned that iOS 10.3 will be using Apple's new file system, APFS. I regularly sync my iPhone 6 with iTunes, so this concerns me because I'm on El Capitan right now, and I really don't want this new APFS thing going to force me to upgrade to Mac OS Sierra. I have my reasons for not upgrading, and I still want to be able to sync my iPhone with iTunes despite the new file system being introduced in iOS 10.3 while staying on my current system. If all I have to do is upgrade to the latest version of iTunes, that's okay so long as it runs on El Capitan. But if Sierra is required in order to sync 10.3, I'm quite annoyed will I be. Regards, Shandy. Well, Shandy, thanks for writing in. And as far as I know, you do not need to go to uh, Sierra to upgrade to iOS 10.3. I believe you can still do it with El Capitan. I don't think the two are a conflict. That said... I might be wrong. I don't know because all my computers are upgraded to Sierra. And a quick search on this, I could not find any requirements on which version of Mac OS you needed to update to iOS 10.3. Hi, Rob. This is Jason H. calling about Mark's problem with it. his phone, iPhone 7, um, ringtones and everything getting reset to the factory setting ones. I've had that happen about four or five times on my 6 Plus, And... I'll even go into the settings and look 
and it will show that I have the custom ones, the ones that I've purchased on there, but it won't play them when I get a text or a phone call. And the only thing that I have found, I'd close out all my apps, turn it off, and turn it back on. That fixes it sometimes, but even doing a hard reset has actually not fixed it in the past, so I don't know exactly what causes it to go away. Sometimes it just goes away on its own. Um, but that's just my two cents on it. Uh, thanks for your show. Thanks. Bye. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I'm loving this new Wi-Fi widget I found on Product Hunt today. It lets you see, test, and share your Wi-Fi without unlocking your phone. And he gives me a link to it, producthunt.com slash post slash y dot fi dot widget. Can't tell you how many times these scenarios have happened to me. A few scenarios with and without Wi-Fi widget. One, why Google is taking so long to load without you see with anger and wonder how long you should wait until you throw your phone against the wall. With, you swipe down on to today and Wi-Fi widgets shows you that you're connected to some random router named Netgear with no internet. Two, your friends come over and ask, what's the Wi-Fi here? Without, you find a scrap of paper uh, somewhere with 20 character long random string to dictate it to multiple times to your friends and screwing up because sorry, M, not N, and it's all capitalized. Wait, start over, never mind. Okay, I don't really need the internet here anyway. And with, you swipe right from the lock screen and tap share on Wi-Fi widget. Three, you're wondering if it's just crappy Comcast cable or if it's sites actually down. Without, you're like, oh, never again, Comcast. And with, you swipe down to today, tap Wi-Fi widget, and it immediately tells you either how quickly your connection can ping the internet or error couldn't reach the internet. Wi-Fi widget. Why fight your Wi-Fi? And it's just 99 cents for product hunt launch and regular it's $2.99. Regards, Eric B. Well, Eric, thank you for the heads up on that. Hey, Rob, it's Dave from New Jersey. I've had a problem with my iPhone 6 for quite some time, and I never bothered to tell you about it because I thought each update might do something to correct it. I drive a Lexus, and uh, when I first uh, started using the car, of course, the Bluetooth works fine. However, the Lexus is designed to alert you when there's a text message on your phone and read it to you or an email message on your phone and read it to you if you request it to do so. And I've been at the dealership three different times now over the past six months, and they have not been able to get this particular iPhone to work with the Lexus anymore. I don't know what happened, uh, whether the update, one of the others. I went to the Apple store in this interim time, and I had gotten a new phone, and it still doesn't do it. The iPhone 6, uh, the new iPhone 6 doesn't do it either. So they've tried it with some of their recent phones, an iPhone 7 and a 6 Plus, and they were able to connect to my car to troubleshoot it in the point that we know it's not the card, it's a problem. I don't know if anybody else has had this problem with their Bluetooth uh, only doing the voice and the phone calls, but it doesn't, doesn't do the other stuff it used to do. The other complaint I have is the most recent update, I believe, was 10.2. When I updated, I lost all the music off my phone except for music I had paid for from the Apple Store. When I went to search for any songs, the reason I knew it happened is because my ringtones stopped working, which were derivatives of some of the songs I had on my phone. All the phone, all the music that I had loaded onto my from uh, CDs that I have had over the years all disappeared, not only from the iPhone, but get this, also from the computer. 
So I don't know how that happened, but I had to reload all those discs again from a backup, fortunately, that I had. Just a word to the wise, be conscious, make sure you make a backup of your music. In case this happens to someone else, they'll be able to correct it. you got a great show there. I love it. I've been listening to it for over a year now, and I, I can't wait. Always waiting for the next episode. It's really great. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Dave, thanks for the voicemail message. I'm curious if 10.3 fixed your problems. When you update to 10.3, let us know if you're still having issues or if 10.3 solved your issues. From Guy W., tell Siri, hey, pewter, in your best Batman impersonation, and she'll talk to you like you're a Lego Batman. Hey, pewter. Hello, sir. I've heated up your lobster thermidor in the microwave. I'm one step ahead of you, Alfred. Hey, pewter. I am at your service, Lego Batman, sir. Hey, pewter. Welcome home, sir. I have your rom-coms queued up. Sorted by decade. Hey, pewter. Hello, sir. Alfred is on the 17th floor, caulking the tiles in the second bathroom of the fifth master bedroom. Hey, pewter. How can I help you, Lego Batman? Hey, pewter. Welcome home, sir. For your information, Robin is trying on costumes in the Batcave again. He's doing some pirouettes in Patrishnikov. Hey, pewter. You have a message from the Condiment King. It says PBBBFFFTTTT. This past week, 265 members of the U.S. Congress sold you out to your ISPs. How much did they sell you out for? Well, there's a link to an article, and I'll have it in the show notes. Just look for the 265 members of Congress. And this will tell you if your local congressman uh, or senator sold you out and how much they sold you out for. If you actually care about your privacy, you don't want to have to switch over to using VPNs all the time, even from your home, then you might want to give your local congressman or senator a call and let them know you were none too happy that they went ahead and sold you out. This is one of those things where Congress doesn't really support you uh, as a voter because there is not a single person in the United States that would say, oh, yes, please, please sell my browsing history to anybody that you would like. Please, please do that. But yet, somehow, 265 members of Congress decided that that was what you wanted. And if it's not what you wanted, take some time and call your senator or congressman and tell them how happy or unhappy you are with their vote. Thanks again to Texture for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free 14-day trial with access to well over 200 of the best and most popular magazines. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or a comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you had about something else, an app, a product review, good or bad. As long as it is iOS-related, it is welcomed. And I'm always looking for a new artwork to feature that you created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your contributions are greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Thanks again to Bull and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you have ever owned with free shipping to boot. 
Finally, check out our newly updated TI app, which is free to you. We now have Apple Watch app included. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.